everybody, and welcome to the Survivor Now podcast. My name is Randy Bruce. I'm your host, and today we have a very special guest joining us. Hopefully, he's in here now. Uh, I got Eric Abraham, a contestant from the past season of Survivor. Eric, good morning to you. Hey, Randy, how you doing this morning? <laughs> I'm doing good. Well, for me, it's kind of like midday, and for you, man, it, it's kind of like just waking up time, right? It's like 10.30 for you? It's 10.30 on my end over here, but... <laughs> Man, you're you're like sounding lively and everything for ten thirty. Ten thirty. That's oh, that's already day started for me. <laughs> if you're anything like me, like I'm, I'm an early riser and everything. I just can't do that whole like sleep in all day and then get up super late type things. You know, with the time changes, make a difference. About six thirty, I'm up, ready to go. <laughs> day day is rocking and rolling. That's what I like. That's what I like to hear. Well, thank you again for joining me, man. I'm I'm looking forward to kind of picking your brain, picking your experience. Uh, I actually just watched your episode this morning again, just to make sure that I know, you know, everything that happened. I was so sad to see you go, and I think that you went <laughs> far too soon. I I mean that, by the way. Uh, but first off, just in case uh, some people might uh, not have fully understand who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do every day. Um, on my day-to-day life, I'm just a regular cybersecurity guy, uh, retired from the Air Force oh, here in San Antonio, that, Texas, uh, and pursued cybersecurity after doing human resources for 22 years. Uh, one of the 18 contestants that was on season 41 of Survivor, um, got one daughter, she's 27, she's grown. Um, <laughs> Does she like seeing you on the show and everything? <clears throat> Kids are a wonderful thing. <laughs> so when I initially <laughs> said I would be on Survivor and I asked her the magical question, well, how do you think dad's going to do? Dad, they're probably going to vote you off. So oh, the, the, no. What? So the support had to be built up. So over the weeks of being prepared to go, it became more supportive. But that, that initial support, you know, kids love us regardless. <laughs> so yeah, well, that's all that's I'll say. I would have instantly been like, for all the years, you know, everything I've done for you, this is the support you give me going on this huge journey. You're like, nah, you're not going to make it. As it went on <laughs> and I went through the process, she became more and more excited about it. Uh, what got you into watching Survivor and everything? Was it kind of a family thing or is this just something you just started out of the blue? Well, originally I saw the very first Survivor with Richard Hatch on it. And at that particular time in my life, I was in Okinawa, Japan. Uh, oh, different wow. type of setup. You know, we, we, we had to get up in the middle of the night to enjoy different types of shows. But I was intrigued by this whole new concept of reality type TV where you put all these people in one place and they got to work together and then they got to vote each other off. And just the whole dynamics of it and just a different type of personalities. Uh, once you strip away the food, the comforts. And from that very first show with Richard on it, I was hooked. So you're, you're a day one from the get-go, and you were serving at the time. Yeah, I was active due to military at the time, stationed in Okinawa, Japan. Um, I was day one, so I've been a part of the Survivor legacy for quite some time now. And I applied in Okinawa, Japan for the very first time to Whoa. be on the episode of Survivor. Uh, I'm going to date myself a little bit. turning a VHS tape, and you had to do your application on paper and mail it in. I was wondering about that, like how it how it went back, because I've uh, I've sent in five audition tapes and I knew that it was definitely different from what you had to do back then in the process of everything you had to do. So you had to send in VHS and and a note and everything. 
<laughs> that that's way back there. Um, hey, that, hey, I know. Hey, I'm you know old enough to remember the VHS days. I, I I had one myself, but that is insane. It's so cool hearing the stories of like how everyone gets into the show and everything. And this is what's great about it is it brings everyone together. While you were in Japan, would you watch it with like a group of people, or was it just kind of like was it just kind of you watching it on your own? You know what, Survivor was my my own pleasure. You know, because most people had different shows. I enjoyed that type of outdoors activities, um, just seeing the show being put on. And then being in the backdrop, I lived in a foreign country at the same time. So mm-hmm. I understood how to live off the land or you got to do something entirely different than what you're accustomed to. So Survivor kind of gravitated me to that. And I just enjoyed the show. I, I enjoyed the different personalities. And being in the military, you get a chance to see similar activities of bringing people together, especially overseas. Uh, from different backgrounds, different walks of lives. So Survivor was definitely a backdrop for that as well. I was gonna I was gonna say with your your background and your experience, you had to be ready to go. Like this show was made for you, man. <laughs> Some people <laughs> would think that, but Survivor <laughs> is a very unique dynamic show. You can do all the preparation in the world, but until you actually get there and you see who's on your tribe or you get to the location, because everything factors in. Um, Fiji has weather, uh, China had different type of scenarios, different type of games. So everything that you think you prepare for and that you were ready to go, the people, the environment is going to make the difference. Everything's different from every season. And that's, what's crazy about the show as well. I, I want to see your day one, you are getting on this boat. Jeff probes is standing right there. What was that like to finally be like, Holy crap, I'm here. Well, uh, as you see on the show, uh, we're climbing up on the boat. So day one in my mind was, please do not fall off the ladder. <laughs> do yeah, not fall off this ladder. Don't make that mistake, like right off the bat. You'd be iconic for it, though. I, well, the cameras, don't, <laughs> the cameras don't show it, but you're actually climbing up on one side of the boat to get onto the mat to meet Jeff for the first time as we kick off the show. And you're like, please don't be that one person that just missed that extra (laughs) ring right there. Don't get up there. But then it's just uh, adrenaline excitement. I mean, for the stuff that you can't see on TV, you got a camera crew that's there. You have your fellow contestants that are standing next to you. And we're all about to take the adventure of a lifetime. No matter what your age, no matter what your background, no matter anything that went on prior to that moment, we're all locked into that moment. And it's just wonderful. Goosebumps, you got <laughs> adrenaline going, you don't know what's gonna happen next, you don't know how you're gonna get off this boat, you know, you don't know what's coming, but you know what? You're ready to be there and be a part of this journey. Well, I'm I gotta say, I gotta be honest, and I forgot to ask this at the beginning, so get this out of the way real fast. On the show, they refer to you as Abraham. You probably get this question all the time. Do you prefer to go by Eric or Abraham, or does it not really matter to you? I prefer to go by Abraham, and here's the reason why. Um, in the military, they always use your last name. Okay. And I have a last name that sounds like a first name. Do they? So it's just. Do they do that even if your name is like hard to pronounce? Because my brother actually just enlisted in the Navy, uh, and he actually leaves in April, and he's got this super wonky like last name. So will that matter at all? Or like his first name's Ryan. Will that matter, or will they still refer to him by the last name? Most people like to take the shortcut. 
they're going to go with the best name they can they can mispronounce. So okay. I, on the other hand, will ask you how to enunciate your name. But Abraham was a it's been a common name that I've used for years, and it's just more comfortable to me. Um, and after 22 years of being in the military, when somebody does call me Eric, it's kind of like, oh, this must be official business. Oh, uh, because okay. everybody else calls me Abraham. Okay, I I was assuming you preferred to go by Abraham just because of how they that's what they called you on the show and everything. I imagine you guys had time to talk it and everything. Uh, so okay, so what I was saying is I'm happy you weren't you didn't fall on the ladder or anything, but at the same time it would have been an iconic moment. <laughs> but you guys did have an iconic moment. I am so sorry I have to point this out, but on the boat the Yasa tribe they could not find that last or which you guys were kind oh. of at a disadvantage because it was yellow and it was in a place with from what we could see just by watching there was like a yellow netting and everything so kind of tell us how that felt that had to be infuriating at the time you know what it's on tv it looks worse but it was even worse in person because we took off and we just set out to take that challenge <laughs> this is anybody in the near vicinity <clears throat> took all the wrath and adrenaline we had no no we're gonna get ours first what we made our mistake was we didn't follow the remaining tribes to where everything was at so jeff was really clear he was like it's all nice but if you didn't look to see where the last tribe went you would have never noticed it and we just never noticed it and then we just got fixated on everything in front of us and never looked to see what was behind us. Mm. But you're full of adrenaline. You're just going. You're like, okay, I'm on Survivor. I'm going to make a good showing. I'm going to show, hey, my, turn, my team, I'm going to show you exactly what I bring to this team. And I was out there having a good time. Right up until the point I was like, where is this other ore? <laughs> Why can we not find this ore? And you got Jeff in the background giving you that motivational speech about you're the worst tribe ever. Um, yeah, he's, he's just driving it in. He's like, man, this is terrible. This is, oh, this is an awful start. I'm like, Jeff, Jeff, you got to ease up on them a little bit. <laughs> Jeff, is a, Jeff is a good motivational speaker. I got to give him that. And you're sitting there and you're like, you forget about the cameras and everything else because now you're like, okay, where's where's the ore? Where, really, where's the ore at? You got to find the ore. And you're just kind of stuck there perplexed. In a normal day, that wouldn't have been a problem. We would have had time to go back and look. But you were on Survivor, so you got a time constraint of getting that oar, getting on the boat, being that first tribe, getting the flint, and adrenaline is just is just pumping. And Yasa did not <laughs> pump with it. I, so. I, I will say, you guys got uh, – it was lucky for you guys. I don't even think that was the worst thing because I think I much rather would have been stuck on the boat than be the Luvu tribe who got in the boat and just didn't unhook at all. That is that is that's also a funny thing because <laughs> here's here's the thing, we knew exactly what we had to do. So yeah, there was no tribe that did not know what exactly had to be done. But in that moment, when you're out there, you forget about anything somebody just told you. All you want to do is get that oar, get on that boat, and you want to be first. Yeah. So little things like, oh, by the way, you probably want to unhook this. And here's the funny part that you kind of don't get to see on TV: how long you're sitting there paddling in that boat. Before it dawns on you that, wait a minute, are we still hooked up? Yes. Well, I also the I also imagine, like, I'm actually impressed with how far they got with the anchor because I always think like this. I bet the distance that you have to travel on those boats and stuff are a lot longer than what it looks like on TV. 
It is. And that that anchor is undefeated. <laughs> undefeated. <laughs> we oh, watched a, we watched a couple of them. We exchanged positions saying that we couldn't go anywhere and realize we were still hooked up. So the anchor is undefeated. But in that moment, it, it's all about being on Survivor. It's all about, hey, this is my new team and we're going to win. And you forget about, oh, I forgot that instructions of unhooking. And then eventually <laughs> you do unhook and then you realize, oh, okay, now oh, I'm hooked. Shoot. Hope the cameras didn't see that that type of situation. Camera sees everything. Editing sees different <laughs> things. I put it to you that way. That's that's fair. Well, you were on you were on the island for three days. Uh, I actually thought you got a great edit in your episode, um, and it was like a proper blindside and everything from what we could see. I had no idea who was going home on your tribe. Um, walk us through that moment of you getting your torfs snutch, and I also I also want to see. Um, from your survivor experience, whether it was on the show post elimination, whether it was you guys like getting together for events, I know you guys just got together in Chicago to watch the finale and everything. Who did you really make like a great, um, impression with a uh, great connection with is the word I'm looking for. Oh, okay. So we'll, we'll go with, how did I get blindsided first? <laughs> I think yeah. that's, uh, um, you know, I, up until, the day I got that phone call that said I was going to be one of the cast members of an upcoming season. Which had to be super exciting. I couldn't even imagine what that it, was it, like. It was an interesting day to get that phone call from Jesse and Jesse to say, hey, we're looking at your tape. We want to put you on the next season of Survivor. First of all, you think it's a prank call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you kind of forget about when you apply for Survivor. Uh, and then you realize, no, it's not a prank call. And now I'm going to go through the same preparation as the previous 20 seasons went through to create a new season um and we had some different challenges that other seasons didn't have and i think each season of survivor is unique in its own way i don't think there's a comparison for the survivor i think the name is the only comparison because you want to make it different you want to do different things and we had the shot in the dark um we had the, the aware advantage yeah the aware advantage it, it literally it, looked like the toughest season out there the the spooky jingles we each person had to say for each tribe in order for immunity to work. You had some challenging things that there was no way to prepare for. You just have to play through them once they presented themselves. So at that point, I said, okay, Survivor's root still has the same thing. Strength still wins. So I said, okay, who's the weakest link and who will be the weakest link that everybody will be like, okay, you know what? Here's a couple of things you point out. Tiffany was first in the in the boat when we was on there yep. looking for the oars. Um, we did the challenge where we had to lift the sandbags and the puzzles. And it could go any way. Any way, any philosophy. It may not be your day. Um, it's Survivor. Mm -hmm. So I point and I did not know any of the other stuff. That yeah. You still there? I'm back. The funny oh, part Aaron, about it is, the funny part about it is, uh, you don't get a chance to see the relationships being built in the background. So it wasn't like, oh, I really wanted to kick Tiffany off. I did because we were on Survivor. Yeah, um, yeah. You gotta I, have was, an idea of who you want to vote out. But it, my my whole thing was at the time, which sounded very good to me, of course, a great idea, is to vote off the weak link. If not, we're going to continue to lose challenges, and we're going to continue to have to go to tribal. And we're going to continue to vote people off, which sound like a good idea in my mind. Any survivor mm -hmm. idea 
at that particular time sounds great. <laughs> and I think it was, I think it was next episode. I love Tiffany. Like she's a character. I love her and everything, but I think she struggled in like the next episode. So I was sitting there and I was like, Abraham had a point here to be, to be had. That point was felt by Voshe more than anybody else. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we still laugh about that. While you were going into the tribal, I know you guys kind of all have an idea of where this vote could go and everything. How certain did you feel that it was going to go your way with it being well, Tiffany? Because you have the shot in the dark die, which I know it takes your vote away, but it was only used once this season. And again, that was one of the new twists that came with the game, the shot in the dark. And nobody wanted to lose the one thing they knew they had a little power with, which is your vote. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, if you look at it from the big picture, and the picture could only go to the next event or the next challenge, is if we lose the next challenge, guess what? Somebody else on this tribe is going to get voted out. If you vote out one female, the men have the upper hand. If you vote out one yep. male, the female had the upper hand. Now, in the logical sense of the word, I figured we was all in the same. Commander Voshe and myself. At a minimum, let's just go ahead and vote three and make it a tiebreaker. Yep. Well, apparently that didn't work out. But <laughs> in true survivor fashion, the very next vote, we saw that Abraham did have a good idea. Yeah, Abraham did, yes. And I do have to applaud you uh, because I know being someone you've applied to the show, applied, applied, and you know tried to get on the show and everything. And I know if I finally get on the show, I'll be a little sour you know, being that the first person to say, but you seemed like you had a great attitude. You're like, good job, everyone. Have fun at the time from what we see, of course. I know there had to be some sourness there. I mean, that I would be human if I didn't look back and say, nah, that pretty was a pretty much stupid move on y'all part. Let's see who's the victim yeah, next. Yep, yep. But at the, at the other end of the spectrum, I got an opportunity to be on Survivor. No matter where I was at or where I got voted out at, I'm still on the season 41's cast and I will always remain in that same cast uh, as we go on and do more survivors. Mm -hmm. And you have to appreciate the things that you don't get a chance to see on TV. The time that we spend together uh, preparing for the game uh, after you get voted out um, and going back. That journey in a lifetime. (laughs) It's it's definitely a journey in a lifetime. The backdrop of Fiji being where we were at. So you have to look at it as that. If I looked at it and was like, oh, man, I didn't have a chance. They got me for a million dollars. I would be mad and I would miss out on what was important. The important was a journey. Looking back at it, um, I know some people like myself, I don't like to live with regrets, but regret anything. Is there any move that you would say, I wish I went this way instead? I I wish I was on the blue tribe. (laughs) Uh, not even have to worry about it yeah (laughs) i don't think the green tribe i don't know how Uh, they do stuff behind the scenes i don't know if it's a pick have control over that or not (laughs) yeah we that's my regret um no because you you get an opportunity to be a part of it i mean yeah had we won the first challenge or it wasn't a double elimination it was a single elimination and we won you would eventually still be voted out somewhere down that path. And yep. sometimes it's like a minefield. But I kind of look at it and say, you know, at least you got the opportunity to stand in front of Jeff for him to give that iconic speech and look at the people that shared in that tribe and say, hey, best of luck for y'all. Enjoy yourselves. Now, all of them got voted out yeah. except for Xander. <laughs> so everybody I, goes down the same path. 
I hope in Chicago you guys looked back and like, mm, how'd that move work out for you and stuff like that. I hope that's how the conversations go. It, it's a uh, it, survivor contestants. I'm pretty sure are liking this. Anytime we get together, it is a replay of your season, <laughs> which could be good or bad sometimes. At I did, some point, you'd be like, it, it uh, already happened. We can't do anything about it. It, yeah, it's it's in the past now. Well, I would I would personally, I actually did enjoy your time in the game, and it did catch me off guard. Uh, I knew your name was on the chopping block, obviously because of the edit, but I just had no idea which way it was going to go. So it did feel like a true blindside to me. Uh, from your time on the island and everything, and this was the second part of that question, you make a really good connection with or connect with the most from everyone from your season. You know, that's a, that's a pretty interesting question because we, as a cast, um, I have 17 of their personal phone numbers. Oh, wow. That is so awesome. we text or we'll go on a group chat or we'll chit-chat from here and there. Um, Chicago was my, actually my second visit. I was actually in Chicago beforehand with Heather and Brad. So we took an episode together. Um, Sarah, Xander have gone out to Brad's ranch. So we're kind of intermixed in our lives once we get out of the show, because the show is just a microcosm, it's really small. But once you are out of the show, we're always gonna be bonded by Survivor. But we all go back to our own lives. Mm-hmm. And we've had a great opportunity to spend time in our own, into each other's spaces. Um, and to get to know everybody as a person. Because in the game, we're gonna do some things that may not be who people think we are, or they perceived us to be, but once you get out the game, the true personalities of who they are is sitting right there. I'll call up Voshe and be like, "Hey, how you doing today?" He'll be like, "Oh, I'm in surgery." And I'm oh, wow. like, oh, "Okay." It's like a second or, family. It is like a second family. And Xander's in college. Liana's in college. Uh, me and Tiffany do not have a war going on. Um, she was uh, in Hawaii a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I got a chance to talk to Heather. Erica is in Canada, and Canada is a little different now through the pandemic. But as soon as we get some relief on that, we'll meet up with Erica. I about that because I noticed that I, I didn't see Erica in Chicago, and I was wondering since the pandemic's kind of starting back up and all that stuff, if maybe that was the reason. So I'm happy. I'm happy you. No, that not out really. Because I was like, what? Why was Erica she was the winner? <laughs> she oh, was the winner. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's all a matter of where do you want to win at, and she wanted to be home with her family and around oh, friends. Oh, that's fair. And it was just a balance. And so the bulk of us went to um, Chicago and Erica and Heather were in um, Canada. I was I was curious. Um, the Chicago thing, was that kind of like a close? Was that open open to the public if people wanted to come in? Uh, how did that get put together? Actually, it was a vote of location between all of us. We wanted to see where we wanted to go. And as a cast, we, we chose Chicago. And the folks that are in Chicago, Sarah, Boshe, Xander, and Liana, really worked to put that all together, along with uh, Nasir, took care of the hotel setup. Oh, wow. Um, I think Danny did some stuff for us, too. So we kind of all worked together as a team to bring that all together and say, hey, this is going to be our get-together to celebrate. Um, some people flew into Chicago. Uh, my daughter's with me. Uh, some people... Uh, live in Chicago that are great fans of the show and just wanted to be a part of our, re- our reunion and closing our chapter out on Survivor. Uh, bring up the reunion because I didn't actually have that question written down, but I did want to ask you about that. Um, the whole experience, you guys didn't really get that reunion experience. 
stuff and everything. How did you feel about that whole situation, how it was handled with their union? Were you okay with it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to go with no with that one. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Looking at previous Survivors uh, episodes, you'll notice as you go through the show, people go through a lot of different emotions, physical changes, mental changes, and then you get to see them all come back together and say, you know what, that wasn't really an adversarial type relationship. Oh, they really did like each other. Oh, they've actually, this is what they really look like after going through 30 days or 26 days of being on this show. To me, it was like a way to close the loop on Survivor. We would have liked for it to be all of us in one place. Yeah. Uh, but when it was a, it was shown that it wasn't going to be in one place for us, as a true cast, we put together our own reunion show and we made sure we were there together to, to basically end this chapter of our adventure of Survivor. That is, that is amazing and stuff that, you know, the casual fans don't really look at. But I love the bonds that are created, the families that are created and like the experience that the experience you get in the game and outside of the game. That's what I really love about the whole Survivor experience. I This season, I know you were an avid watcher uh, once you were voted out. You know, watched with everyone. I watched your videos where you were, like, talking about what was happening in the show. Um, I This was also one of the most emotional seasons. And I would be in the wrong not to ask you about the fact that this season had the most diverse cast that we've ever seen. Um what did that mean to you? Um, being an avid watcher of Survivor, I, I kind of know the demographics of Survivor and who's on Survivor, who's one Survivor. And that's not to say different demographics have one Survivor. Um, if you look at every episode, you kind of you know who won every season of Survivor. And CBS and Survivor as a whole have looked to be on the cutting edge of diversity. And here I think a lot of people kind of got it mixed up or got us thrown in with uh, Big Brother and what they were trying to do because Uh we didn't know what Big Brother was trying to do and what they achieved when they did it with the cookout. We had no idea about that because we were in Fiji. Yeah, yeah. So we we wouldn't have known that. It didn't happen at the same time like some people thought it did. No, it had nothing to do with uh, Big Brother. Um, And at the same time, there were – it was an opportunity. Mm-hmm. to see the reflection of yourself in society in a game called Survivor. You know, a lot of people are going to try to twist it one way, twist it the other way, um, but you had demographic representation of everybody. But here's the thing. We all truly get along with each other. And if we could have shown one thing on Survivor is, yes, we came to play a game, but we also have learned from each other and we also get along with each other. So hopefully as we go back out into our different communities or when you see us in the future, representing Survivor and ourselves, we show you that we can come together and work together. Um, the rest of the stuff that society wants to put on it, that's going to be society. There's nothing we can do about that. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, that's kind of crazy, but it that's was great whole, to see. That's a whole nother session to get on that. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's a whole different other thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I appreciate seeing Danny. I appreciate seeing Deshaun. I appreciate seeing Liana. I appreciate seeing uh, Nasir, Erica, I also appreciate seeing Brad. I also mm-hmm. appreciate seeing Erica. I'm sorry, um, Ricard. Also, Shan. Because society is not made up of one side. And we're not one-sided. So we're on that island in the middle of the dark with no electricity, no phones. Guess who's there? Just us. Yep. So you're either going to talk to each other and get to know each other and understand each other's lives. And the game of Survivor, but also on a personal level. And people had great stories. Um, 
And that's that's what really came down to that diversity part. I know and I've read a lot of different things about how people wanted to perceive that. But um, you can't be the cookout part two if you're filming your show when the cookout <laughs> is going off. That's so, that's actually a great way. I was thinking that the entire time because that's a lot of people are like, oh, they're just doing Big Brother. I'm like, OK, I really hope people understand that these people had no idea what was happening at during Big Brother. I, we were in no, I <laughs> It was before the whole thing and everything. Uh, I do want to ask you just a few questions about kind of the overall season here. Um, being an avid watcher and a huge fan of the show, what did you think about kind of the new twist? We talked about them earlier. All, there were so many advantages, so many twists. Uh, Jeff breaking the fourth wall. We got to see some of the crew. Uh, are you a fan of kind of the advantage heavy or would you yourself prefer to go kind of back to the old days of less advantages in the game? It was, again, you only a trailblazer when you try something new. Yep. <laughs> so season 41 was a trailblazer. Drop the four, uh, keep the one. <laughs> we was one in it. It was a lot of ones. <laughs> I was like, uh, the very first challenge and it was like, okay, it's two people being voted out. And the thing about it is I put survivor of all season. I call it into the lab. And every night for an hour, I looked at every season um, and just looked at it just to get familiarized with everything that went on. And some of the things that happened in season 41, I had never seen before. So to think that you're prepared for Survivor just to get out there and be like, well, wait a minute. We're going to be trailblazing (laughs) on this season. Um, One thing that I did truly thought was pretty ingenious was everybody had to find a clue in order to say the statement in order for immunity to be activated. Okay. I, I thought that was a great twist to the it whole Survivor great thing. great television. <laughs> I'll say that. And then when the seer came and he finally found it and finally said it, everybody was like, okay, the ones that had the immunity understood, okay, oh, now it works. So there were aspects of it that as a, being on the cast, I enjoy, but as a fan watching it unfold, I have a unique capability of being able to text and be like, okay, what were you thinking about that day? Xander, why did you not find a clue? It's right by your hand. What were you thinking about? <laughs> Um, and you get insight, Danny, how you walking through the woods and didn't see the clue, you know? So we have a different way to look at it because we can look at each other and say, okay, what, what was you thinking about? Erica, you're on the island by yourself. A fan of, of all the advantages and stuff in the long run, because I mean, it's survivor really paving a way for a new audience to come in and see, you know, what the show is all about. You know what? I don't, I'm I'm going to say no. And here's the reason why I thought that I did. And I think we all as a cast have looked at survivor and definitely watched it more as you found out that you're going to actually be on the show and it didn't help us. We had to play our game in our season of survivor based off of this is what your survivor is going to look like. So then if you look at, Oh, I'm going to get these same twists. I need to prepare for no rice or, our rewards. Also, in our season, we were in the backdrop of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. So there were things that couldn't be done that was done in previous season when you had more access to different things. Family we were, visit was one of them. Which I was looking forward to the family visit. I thought that was one of the key points of the show to bring loved ones out to see what you're going through to experience it. But we didn't have that in our season. Mm-hmm. And the pandemic was the cost of it. Also, we arrived early in Fiji so we could go through quarantine. Mm-hmm. So we were there two weeks earlier than a normal filming crew would have came in. So we had different challenges that took place in order for us to even be out there to film Survivor. So 
I, I'm definitely humbled by the experience, but I also knew what went into us being out there playing that particular season with those different type of twists and turns and what could have impacted some of the other things that wasn't put into this season. This wouldn't be a survivor interview uh, without, I know you've had probably conversation message with Erica and stuff and a lot of hate for her win because of kind of the edit and everything. And I didn't really want to ask about the edit, but I will say, what was your opinion on Erica winning in the final three uh, between her, Deshaun and Xander? You know what? I, I, and I've looked at plenty of people win Survivor, and it comes down to no matter what is said on anybody's part, it still comes down to the same three words: outwit, outplay, outlast. Amen That's to that. Amen to that. <laughs> Erica outwitted, outplayed, and outlasted him. Because had Ricard been there, he would have more likely would have won. Mm-hmm. Had Sham been there, she would have more than likely won. Danny was a good favorite. Deshaun was a good favorite because he told on everybody. He didn't hold anything back. Xander is the nicest guy in person as he he was on the show. But we've seen in Survivor where nice guys don't finish first. But he's a great young man. But it's just a matter of who's sitting up there at that time and the individual sitting across from you, how they feel about that whole statement. Erica Winnie, congratulations. I look forward to seeing her somewhere in the future, preferably with us being on another season of Survivor together. Run but, it back. Run it all back. Season 41, 2.0. <laughs> say, hey, look, we're going we're gonna to bring everybody back again, and we're going to do it all over again. Uh, I, but Erica winning, great. I always, when I was younger, I was one of the people who kind of looked at it like, ah, that's a GOAT winner. Ah, they're terrible. But as, I, as I've gotten older and more mature, I look at it like, it, to the end of Survivor, you're sitting there on the final three, you deserve to win. You have a shot to win, in my opinion. Because, like you said, it's tough. When you get on the show, you know, no one wants to be the first person. But it is just so hard to make it on the show and everything. And so that's how I look at it. You make the final three, you have a chance to win. If she didn't take the uh, – when she went to the island and she could change the outcome, if she didn't do that – I mean, there's so many places in the show where she could have been voted out. Yep. And she wasn't voted out. Lulu was so many trying different... to throw the challenge and everything to get her out at one point. Yeah. So, and I mean, it just, uh, Nasir wouldn't have gotten voted out if there wasn't such a small voting pool on his particular vote out. So there's so many different things that go into just trying to get through that minefield of voting at the tribal council. When you go to the tribal council and basically who you pissed off that day before. Sydney <laughs> uh, shouldn't have been voted out where she was voted out at. Excellent mm-hmm. player. Uh, Sarah should have been voted out where she was voted out. But again, we're on a game called Survivor. We think we're doing everything right until it shows that it was wrong. I.e. myself being voted out thinking I was right. Yeah. Um, so at the end of the day, kudos to anybody that has the opportunity, one, to participate in Survivor, but to actually win Survivor. And I think what I had written down as my last question, because we were joking about running it back and everything. You get the call, Abraham, to go back out. You saying yes, you taking that opportunity? <laughs> First of all, not only am I saying yes, I- I'm <laughs> going out there just to, just to tear the whole show back up. I'm like, y'all got me the first time. Not this not time. give me a second time. <laughs> yes. When I put my hand on those two sandbags and I was out there going through that sawdust, 
I was all about my team. I didn't realize my team I wasn't about me. I did notice that. I did notice that in the challenge. You were ripping through that challenge, I just have to say. I was like, man, my man Abraham did not deserve what ha- is coming to him. Because obviously, I've already seen it. But when I was watching it back, I'm like, he does not deserve this. I remind him that every time we see each other, or I talk to him. I say, okay, you remember who got y'all through the sandbag? <laughs> who was leading it? I say, you might want to go back and look at the video of it. I was oh, there the whole man. time. Uh, Xander's like, yeah, I wish I didn't vote you out. Well, that's great. Now we got to go back on the show to see how that really works. I have for you, man. And again, thank you for taking the time out of your day uh, to come out here and kind of give us an insight into the show, insight into your life and everything. Uh, what do you have anything to say to my son? I'm included in this. You know, I've applied to the show a ton. Do you have anything to say to maybe future Survivor players who get that opportunity to go out there? Well, one thing I will say, oh, first of all, thank you for having me on your podcast. Thanks to, for the opportunity to come out here and, and spend some time with yourself and the fans. Um, my actual getting on the show is pretty interesting. Um, I put in an application for the third time. So you got to think about it when the show first aired. And I also did an open casting call in Guam one time. And then I put in a show, I put in an application video with the, and I really just showed who I was. Was no props, was no gimmicks. I really didn't want to do the video. I just wanted to put the video with the application. And that was my true personality. And because I asked Jesse, I was like, what did y'all see? Because I'm pretty sure y'all get thousands of applications. He said, we just saw somebody that was authentic. So be authentic when you put together your video. Just be who you are. If it's your bad day, let it be your bad day and put your video in. But don't, there's no TikTok to these videos. They want to see somebody that <laughs> That's a has great a personality. way I put it. Yeah, don't don't do it. T- I can tell you definitely do not do a TikTok video. They will not don't, let you on Survivor if you send in a TikTok video. Don't add music <laughs> to it. Um, if you're driving in the car or you're sitting in your house, um, don't add a bunch of people to your video because they really want to see who you are. Because if you go back and look at the cast of 18, my personalities are different. We're from different walks of lives and we're the people that are going to make up the show. So be yourself. Um, then what comes next is you got to do another video, which is five minutes long. So if you can't get past the 16 minute video, just being yourself, the five minute video going to hurt. Oh, and wow. I had a, I had a blast with the five minute video. Is it this video again, just be yourself and everything. It, it's a, it's a type of be yourself. Um, I dedicated my time on the show to my mom. And uh, raising three boys in the in the Atlanta, and I said, "Hey, this is for you." And, and I just had a good time with it. I had a good time through every step of the process. Um, I didn't complain about the process because um, you're going to have to do a lot of stuff to get on the show. But you got to remember, mm. you got the phone call to be on Survivor. So every step of the way, just try to enjoy it. Just have a blast. Uh, what you don't see on TV is that I got a chance to carry the torch going in. I got a chance to do different things. I got the first speaking part when we got up on the ship. Mm-hmm. I, I had a long survivor journey. It, the editing just doesn't show that, but I had a great time. Well, Abraham, I'm looking forward to your redemption tour. Thank you for being on this show, and it was an honor having you on Survivor, too. You're a great person. Uh, and, hey, you were the first Survivor contestant I've been able to interview uh, since I started this just before the season. So thank you for that as well. Uh, Happy holidays, by the way. Do you guys have anything planned special for the holidays? 
Um, this is going to be a nice, quiet holiday. Christmas is always pretty quiet here. We do a big Thanksgiving. Um, so we and the wife are going to relax and enjoy Christmas, open up some gifts. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. I look at it like this. Drop the four. Keep the one. I'm the first one on your show from Survivor. I like to go ahead and say being first on something is better than being first <laughs> off. Yes, um, sir. <laughs> so thank you very much. Awesome. Well, I hope we can meet someday and you are always welcome on the podcast. If you want to come chat Survivor with us on, on the post show, just let me know, hit me up and we can, we can talk Survivor and everything, but have a great day, man. Thank you. You have a great day. Thank you.